1: We still we try to get rid of him every week, but he is back. Dan Lamagna, that's at FF Coach Dan on Twitter. What's going on, Dan?
0: John, man, I'm just, I'm just fresh off of uh, my championship Scott Fishbowl team, and I'm I'm a little confused by your sign because I have like a similar sign here that says the champ is here. and It, it seems a little bigger than yours. I I, I don't understand. Maybe maybe Mitch <laughs> can clarify. I don't know.
1: Listen, the size doesn't matter. It's all about the the effectiveness <laughs> and the. <laughs>
0: Is this a Manscaped uh,
1: commercial coming up (laughs) there? Not yet, not yet, even though we'll get to that shortly. And then we're also joined by Mitch Sorensen. That's at DinoMC on Twitter. And look at that fresh DeAndre Swift jersey in the background. You are finally moved into the new house.
2: I'm out of my dad's basement. That's great. It's, you know, you always think moving it once you get moved in, it all settles down. But then you start finding all the little things that got missed when they built the house. So you're like, oh, we need to get that fixed. And we need to get that fixed. We need to get that fixed. So it's just a whole nother headache started all over again. But I have my podcast room set up. I did it the first night that we got in the house. And that's all that matters.
1: Well, I owe you a very big thank you. And there's sarcasm in that thank you. Because you sent Dan and I the pictures of the house. And I showed my wife. And we literally just moved, what, two months ago? And she's like, oh, I think we have to move again. Like she was absolutely in love with, with the lay. I it was, it's very nice. Very nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, both, right, both of our,
0: both of our walls look nice, Mitch, you know, like if they we, do. if our, you know, our leader would just like, you know, match and stop tra- stop trying to, you know, stand out like this and show us up. I don't know. Come on, John. Listen, I
1: just moved. Uh, I'm actually in the office now. I'm not in the basement, so even though it looks similar, I'm not – I relocated within my house. My wife – I wasn't relegated to the basement any longer like an animal. And I, I'm going to paint the wall. Dan, I know you give me a hard time. And, Mitch, we said, we said how long until Dan makes a comment. And it was pretty early on tonight.
2: Pretty is,
0: quick. This where, is, is this where you tell our YouTube listeners live tonight that by the next show, that wall will be matching ours?
1: Yeah. So the color is agreeable gray. That, that's the, the name of the color. It's, it's very nice. It's it's going to match our downstairs as well, but it's going to be a nice gray and not this pish yellow as we keep calling it.
0: We look forward to it.
1: Yeah. So uh, this could be the segue. We talk about pish yellow. Well, <laughs> l- let's cut away here and and get a word from our sponsors very briefly. Guys, we have another great show for you today, but you know what else is great? Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels i know it's a little uncomfortable and kind of awkward to talk about but let's be honest we have all had close calls when doing a little manscaping the only cuts we want to happen are the players being cut from our dynasty rosters luckily all that danger it's a thing of the past and that's exactly why manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer and just released the lawnmower 3.0 it's perfectly engineered Long battery life up to 90 minutes, water resistant. It has an LED light and it's also super quiet. Of course, Manscaped is known for the below the belt grooming, but it doesn't stop there. Use it for a haircut or just to clean up that unruly chest hair. Guys, make your significant other happy and keep things nice and clean down there. Get 20% off plus free shipping by using code Theory20 at manscaped.com. Again, that's code Theory20 for 20% off and free shipping at manscape.com. All right, now that now that the the important business is out of the way, um you know, guys, this off season and we've talked about it how many times, it's such a weird dynamic and obviously everybody knows everything that's going on with coronavirus and the season being in question, we're seeing all these different things happen at the the college level and Dan, I mean, we kind of had some some inside scoop with you. You could actually provide some more uh, in-depth coverage there because you know being employed by Lackawanna College what are our thoughts here like I'm getting bummed out at the thought there might not be a season
0: it's a lot to take in for all of us you know it's been and continues to be a roller coaster pandemic here that has made the fantasy football world a test of our endurance uh, uncertainty like it is in society right now Uh you know, it has me focusing more on my current rosters, John. Than you know, you guys are always hooking me into new leagues all the time. Not anymore, uh, right? We often get enticed, but now I'm I'm a little more stuck on focusing on, you know, the economy here, really, buddy. It's you know, do you invest in more teams or the? I'm losing that, uh, you know, desire to purchase more teams knowing that there is a chance. And we've seen this in our group chats today that, you know, it could get canceled or it could get delayed. So my focus is on our current rosters more than getting more teams. Uh, that's just a little bit of my take. And then like I said, I have a little privy to it at the college level. Our sanctioning body, the NJCAA, just announced today that we're pushing fall sports to the spring. You know, so we're still able to have practices. We're still able to do some scrimmages. But you guys know there's nothing like this season.
1: Now, before we get into the dynasty strategy and really talking about uh, that from a fantasy football perspective yeah, Dan, you're talking about not looking to join new leagues. This is the longest I can safely say the longest I've gone during an off season over the last, I think, four years in not joining a league. And Mitch, you, you know, you and I it, every other week, once a startup would wrap up, I have to find the next startup. And it's kind of talking about that fantasy fatigue. And this has never
2: happened to me. But Mitch, what are your what are your thoughts? You know, are, are you experiencing any of this fantasy fatigue? Not really, because a lot of my time's been focused, you know, on the house. But like, I still think the season's gonna happen. I don't foresee there being an issue with it. I mean, the Real Salt Lake, the soccer team here in Utah, had fans in the stadium at their MLS opener this week for their home. So team. what? They probably had ten fans or something. They had five thousand fans. I know, like, we want to joke about it and stuff. But the fact is, there are professional sports going on right now with fans in the stadiums. And we all know that football is ran by a whole bunch of conservative owners. That's just how it is. Um, The owners of Real Salt Lake, exact same thing. And I think that kind of depends on where you're getting your news from and that sort of thing. But I completely believe there's going to be a season and it's going to be business as normal for the NFL. I think there'll be a lot more procedurals going into it, all the medical stuff, they'll get it figured out. But I think it's going to happen. So I don't have too much fatigue and I'm still full bore. If someone has a league opening and it's some cool settings, I'm all about joining it.
1: I've okay. I've, had, I've, I've had people send me trade offers. And sorry to interrupt you, Dan, but I've had people send me trade offers. And I've, I've said this on other uh, pot appearances when I was guesting, but I essentially have said my trade offices are currently closed, and I just I don't want to make any moves. And Mitch, I I know you get on me because you say I play scared sometimes. I had split to get the
0: pot,
2: split the pot.
1: I o- I always split the
2: pot. I know
0: well, you. Do. I know
2: you
1: don't have you do. the opportunity because that only happens in championship games. Oh. But, but you know, I just <laughs> I've had no interest. People have sent me trades, and yeah, maybe they'd be fine typically, but I just. I guess sitting there and making moves, it gets you in that mindset that yes, there's absolutely going to be a season and you could talk to 20 different people right now. You could talk to a hundred different people and just get their opinion that obviously we have no inside information, but I I think there's going to be a different level and different degree of certainty person to person. And for me, I just don't want to get my hopes up. I'm like that little kid on Christmas Eve and I'm like, Oh, I know I'm going to get that toy. That's, you know, Santa's going to bring me. And then the next morning that toy is not there. And that's the 2020 season.
0: Two, two things here. One to, to this conversation, I'm going to coincide with probably both, you know, Mitch's optimism there. And, and then you said insider information, JB, and I, and I will share something that is insider information here on the dynasty theory podcast tonight, where if it comes true, and, and it's not like something that hasn't been out there yet, but I, I have, a, I could pick up the steam on it a little bit here and hopefully we can save this clip in the future. But I, I do coincide with you, Mitch. I think there is going to be a season. But I think when it comes to us playing Dynasty fantasy football, there's still so much uncertainty of what that season looks like. When it starts, how, is it interrupted? Do we lose players? It doesn't have that same amount of certainty where, you know, I just have that confidence in where right now I'd be. So actively trading because, you know, camps would be kicking up and we're getting all these news of guys working out and we just don't have the news we normally do. Like, we're really deep deep diving for news. So I agree with you, but I still don't like the uncertainty. And then the inside information, JB. So a young man I once coached is good friends with – his his friend is Russell Wilson's agent. And he asked Russell Wilson's agent, he goes, Seattle is signing Antonio Brown – and he said, likely. So a little something for our dynasty guys, Where you depend on where you're at with Russ, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Antonio Brown. There's just a little bit more momentum to that rumor there that he is going to sign with Seattle. Now, you still have the suspension concerns. You know, when will he actually play? But a little bit of insider information on dynasty theory.
1: All right, well, Dan, I have to ask you, because, you know, every single week when we put a show out, I have the little clip that I put out as the teaser on Twitter, Instagram, how comfortable do you feel? Because this is the first that Mitch and I have heard of this. How comfortable do you feel in putting that out there, knowing that if you're wrong, you know, cause people say I have this source, but your source is your friends, nephews, uncles, cousins, <laughs> second grandmother, second cousin, twice removed. How, are you okay with me putting that out as the clip this week?
0: Here, I, I can pull the text right now. All right? I have the text. <laughs> and again, I'm not, I'm not going to give names. But the text said, Listen, we need
1: names. We need social security numbers.
0: <laughs> Come on. How fast could I scroll here live on the show? My, my buddy who is... I won't say the title. He has two titles at a school in Florida. Good friends with Russell Wilson's agent, alumni of the school. Good chance AB is signing with Seattle. I guess there was a donation made to the school and Wilson... uh So he decided to ask about A.B., and the response was, good chance. Breaking news.
2: Let's run with it right now. Let's cut it. (laughs) Stop the show right now. Let's send it out. I'm telling you, though,
1: you know how people get.
0: Hey, that's for our loyal listeners there. I I think it's a dynasty theory privilege there. If you're not listening to the show, you don't get that scoop.
2: I mean, not to get off of it. I think he's going to be signed. I 100% believe he'll be in the league this year. More than likely because – Teams are going to need wide receivers. We're talking about COVID. If Antonio Brown isn't, you know, on a team at some point this year, I'll be pretty shocked. Now, are you going to, okay, with that news, if if you
1: were that certain that he's going to be signed by Seattle, one, I think that it definitely hinders the upside of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. We've seen somebody had a great tweet earlier today or yesterday, and it showed over the last, I think, five years or whatever it was the most targets per season for the top wide receivers under Russell Wilson i think 125 was that limit that was the ceiling so how does it impact Tyler Lockett and this is this is very impromptu because like i said we didn't know that dan was dropping <laughs> lemonya bombs on us tonight and um you know so how is that impacting Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf from a short term perspective and then are you going to throw anything any feelers out for antonio brown
0: I think I like Antonio Brown a little bit more thinking I could have him with Russ Wilson for, let's just say, the second half of the season, You know, assuming there's going to be some kind of suspension there early. Uh, but you know, he's an elite wide receiver, so who wouldn't want to have him on your roster in the second half of the season? I think Lockett and Metcalf, when you are looking to draft them and you're comparing guys around them and you're on the fence a little bit, it makes Lockett, and it takes a little of the luster off Lockett and Metcalf knowing that's a lot of balls that's going to be gobbled up but boy, does that make Russ Wilson more attractive, thinking that offense is just going to be loaded.
1: Mitch, did you notice that he didn't even answer the question? I did. Yep. are <laughs> oh, go you going to go out and buy Antonio Brown, Dan?
0: There's <sighs> still a lot of baggage there for me. You know, I mean, if I don't have to give much up for him, John, like I I, I'm a, I try to get him for, you know, a reasonable fair price right now, but I'm not going to overspend.
1: Would you send a mm-hmm. 2021 20, third?
0: I would. I definitely would. And I don't,
1: I don't know if anybody's moving him for that.
0: Yeah, I That's think England would.
2: I think they'll move him for a second, but everyone will try to buy him for a third at this point. But I think Metcalf is completely okay because his targets are going to come on those scripted plays for him. So I think Metcalf is okay where he is, but if AB be there, like, I'll never start Lockett if AB's on that team. I'll, I barely feel comfortable with Lockett as it is with no AB. If AB's on that team, I'll never have Lockett in their starting roster. And from a yeah,
1: dynasty we- perspective, this – you know, potential one-year contract, which I think it would be, Mm -hmm. it shouldn't affect DK Metcalf's value, even though I think I'm a little lower on him than most, but it really shouldn't impact his long-term prospect whatsoever.
0: I have Locke at the top of the second-tier receivers, but if A.B. signed, that would drop him right to the bottom. It makes it easier to take the Jujus and the Evans and the D.J. Moores and Allen Robinsons, those kind of guys. And I said, Metcalf, it's, you know, I'm with you. Dynasty value is still super strong.
1: All right. Well, again, that was very impromptu. And I'm always, my show notes, they're always very organized, but that Lamania bomb was just dropped on us. So we'll see if it comes to fruition and we'll make sure that I do not release that clip to the masses. That is information that you can only get from Dan's friends, cousins, the janitor at that school, uh his <laughs> grandmother, and then the agent gets involved somehow. So Mitch, but back to the fantasy fatigue, you said you know, maybe you were just preoccupied with the move, but right. otherwise you you're fine with the fantasy fatigue. You're you're plugging along just like last off season.
2: See, I'm going okay, but I think what you're saying is how almost everybody feels because there's been like the leagues that I'm commissioner in. I've thrown out a couple of um Just messages saying, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing for the upcoming season and the changes I'm going to make. And in one of the leagues, it's a 14-team league and it got one like. And I did that two weeks ago and there hasn't been one message since. Like it's just really quiet right now to where people just aren't being active. And if they are, they're trying to get people who have hype pieces on Twitter right now. Like you'll get a Darius Geis trade offer right now because his Twitter videos are all over the place. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get Austin Eckler because he's doing, you know, one arm pull-ups. But besides that, people just aren't really trading. You'll see one. And then everyone's like, Oh, Hey, good trade because we just don't see any trades right now. Yeah.
1: It's, it's been pretty quiet. And I want to talk about that Austin Eckler height piece very quickly because I don't know how people keep getting footage of me working out and putting <laughs> their head on my body, but I, Enough's enough, guys.
0: Is that bothering you by now? I mean, it's got to be getting carried away for you, John. It's getting old.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you 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 put in all that hard work to look like this, and you want to get some of that credit. I can't even say that with a straight face. It's but...
0: hard
2: lifting that many white claws. It really is.
1: <laughs> I will tell you, uh, Saturday Saturday night, I the two day hangover. It hit me hard this time. I I told you, Mitch. I fought the claw, and the claw won.
0: You're getting old. Um,
1: yeah, I, I know. Trust me, I'm enjoying um, those.
0: I'm enjoying those Eckler hype videos, though. He, he is rising rapidly in my my rankings here, and I was I have never been on Eckler. You probably hear heard me on last year's show, or you know, last season, just not really feeling it. But I just think he's got the perfect situation. He's in phenomenal shape, and I think you're going to see a great season from him. He's like Minnie McCaffrey to me.
1: Yeah, I'm much higher on him than I think Mitch is, but we don't really have to get into that tonight. Uh, getting back to what we really wanted to talk about. So, Mitch, you already brought it up because you obviously you are the commissioner of a few leagues. And for commissioner insight, I think, you know, we, we mentioned Scott Fish already earlier, but he does the Commission Possible um, uh, podcast. And they it, it's Phenomenal information. So if you're not listening to that, go listen to it. But for you personally, Mitch, what are you doing or what precautionary measures and you being the smart Alec that you are on the show notes, you put press delete league on MFL if the season were to be canceled. But in reality, what precautionary measures, what are you doing? One, to make sure things run smoothly, but two also just to make things easier on you as the commissioner, because you know, if you don't take care of it now Mm -hmm. issues will pop up if anything happens.
2: Yeah. No matter what league you have, you could have the greatest owners, your best friends in there, but someone will try to find the loophole. So the first thing you got to go out there now is just set what the rules going to be. I told everyone I will have everything decided by the end of July and I will, I'll put it in the bylaws and this will be just for 2020. But one thing I'm going to do is most of my leagues that I run are extremely deep, and so there's not a lot of people on the waivers, anyways. And so during the off season, I let I raise the roster settings up by four roster spaces for you know the four rookie draft picks that you're getting, so you don't have to cut anybody if you're drafting. And normally, right before the first game of the season, I make everyone cut those four back. So if you know it's normally a 28 you could have 32 in the off season. You come back to 28 before the season starts. What I'm going to do this year is you're only going to have to get one person now. So I'm going to give everybody three more roster spots, which in theory, all the Superflex guys are pretty much owned. So it's going to give everyone an extra running back, wide receiver and tight end, you know, so they could have some depth when COVID hits. Because one big thing that I don't think is mentioned enough on Twitter is a lot of leagues are ran on my fantasy league. And what happens is, there's a setting on there too. You can't put anyone on IR unless they're on IR for the NFL. Right. And so if your league is ran with that setting, then no one with COVID will ever be able to go on IR. So adding more IR spots isn't going to help at all.
1: Now, and, can you can have a setting where you can do if they're out? I, I know there are leagues. Yeah, like you can that. change
2: that. Yep. But all so of my Is, that, is that
1: something you would do? But then you really have to monitor
2: that. That's the problem is because I don't want to babysit everybody. Right. And the problem is, like, I had a hard time getting people to take people off their IR in March. Right. Like, people weren't even, like, there wasn't a season and people would still not take their players off IR. So just keep it easy for me as a commissioner. I always keep that setting. And then let's say there is only a 10-game season. What I originally was going to do is we were just going to go off total points because I didn't want there to be a, a schedule imbalance to where someone wouldn't, you know, there was just a fluky things happened in the schedule. But, John, you actually brought up in a different league, and that's what I'm going to change it to. I'm just going off all play. And all play is everyone plays each other every week. There's It's kept track on MFL, and I'm just going to go off that for if the – you know, if it only runs for 10 weeks, that'll be how the champion is determined. And that's going to be how the draft picks are determined too.
1: Now, now, before we get into that more, because I'm glad that you brought that up, but there are a few people watching live here. So if you're in a a one dynasty league, 50 dynasty leagues, drop in the chat here, maybe some things that your league has talked about, or even some questions that you might have, of, of kind of how we're, we're looking to handle things. But for me, and I, I saw somebody, there was a conversation on Twitter and it came up, how are people doing it? And in my mind, I thought, let's say we get, let's just use 10 weeks. We get 10 good weeks. And then all of a sudden crap hits the fan and season's off. You know that if it's not set in stone, people are going to say, well, I was the point leader. Well, I had the best regular season record and Whether or not it's a free league, $10, $500, especially the more expensive leagues, I think you want to get things in place so there are no loopholes. But I do think that the all-play format might be the best way to go. But again, I would love to hear other people's opinions. And Dan, I know you don't commission any leagues. I don't commission any leagues. We're the smart two out of the three. We leave all the hard work to Mitch. But what are your thoughts here? Like, would you want to see... You know, I think we all want to see something in place from our commissioners.
0: Most certainly. And, you know, I'm always kind of from that mentality of, hey, just give me the rules. Make sure everybody knows them in advance and I'm going to play by them. So as long as I have that in advance, you know, and uh, I'll adjust my strategy and, and prepare accordingly. And, and it is what it is at, the, at this point. I just hope we have a season, you know, and then it can go the other way. It might get delayed. I think one of our chats today are talking about the season getting delayed and then starting a little bit later. So whatever it is, I just want to know those rules. And I think it's important for our listeners to make sure you know those rules uh, before the season does start.
1: Mitch, any thoughts if there is, let's just say, worst case scenario, no season, how do you think 2021 draft picks, How, how that, how's that order going to be decided? Because I I know you're going to have commissioners out there and people advocating, especially if they were at the bottom of the rankings, oh, it should be based on the same order as 2020. And I think that is the worst possible way to do it.
2: It's going to go, I've never done an auction before, but I would figure out how to do an auction. Every first round draft pick is worth a set amount. Every second round draft pick, the same thing. And however much, how many ever picks you have, I'll figure out as a commissioner how to give you that many dollars going into the draft. I'm pretty sure MFL will figure out something to help with that. And if not, I'll just do it off Excel. You know, and that's how people will have to enter bids. But that's the only fair way to do it. I haven't heard of one other way. That would make any sense. That's fair to everybody.
1: And I think also it's up to the commissioners to, I I don't want to say you rule like a dictator, but you 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 might have to make the decision because if you put it up to a league vote, Everybody's just going to vote for whatever would benefit them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, everybody's trying to get that edge. So I know Dan's over there nodding his head, but you know, he'd be thinking about what puts him in the best situation. We know how Dan is. No, no,
0: come on now, JB. <laughs> no, and I honestly, though, we're in a lot of good leagues. And I think, I think a majority of our league mates would take the high road and want to do its best for the league, but it only takes one or two to put a little bit of bias into it. So Mitch is spot on, man. You know, you auction it, it eliminates any chance of even anyone thinking about being biased so that's the way to go
2: i always right. tell people that i rule like cersei game of thrones like she didn't listen to anybody about anything and that's how i do commissioning it's the perfect way to do it i know you two you, are like the only two in america that never watched game of thrones and somehow like i have became friends with you and it's i don't know there's something <laughs> wrong with me
1: I will say, though, because you know we talk about contrarians all the time in our dynasty leagues and fantasy football, but I, I can speak for myself, and I think Dan as well. We're not those people that are on Twitter like bragging, oh, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. That's I true. can appreciate how people would like it. I just – I never got into it. I don't know.
2: You should now. It? There's nothing else going on. If there's no football season, we might have a Game of Thrones fantasy league somehow.
1: We'll have to figure something out. I know we joked about a cooking show, but – as much as I give you two a hard time, we got to figure out a way to keep the, the dynasty theory rolling.
0: John, you know how happy Mitch is tonight that he just got to talk about Game of, Game of Thrones for like two minutes? That's like all he needed. Amazing. Even though you and I have no idea one thing he just said, he is happy. So Mitch, if you're happy tonight, John and I are happy for you, buddy. I'm all happy. Right, well,
1: well, that's enough Game of Thrones. We don't want to make Mitch too happy. Next question I have for you guys. And I think there's going to be an interesting dynamic and uh, varying opinions here because of the what we've talked about in our group chat. But how has this off season impacted your dynasty strategy? Because we not only have to look at 2020, but I think 2021 is just it's going to be just as important. So, Mitch, let's start with you. What are your thoughts? Where is your head at? How is it? You know, whether it's veterans, incoming rookies, the next year's rookies, what are you doing?
2: We had a little chat about this, I think, a couple of days ago. And me and Dan completely disagree on something. Like, I do not want 2021 draft picks. I've seen what happens when college players, you know, have to sit out the year. And I think if there is a football season that's canceled, it's going to be collegiate sports right now. And like, I don't have any faith in those guys being able to come in with a year off and being able to immediately produce. And I would just much rather trade because 20, 21 first still have great value right now. You're still trading them at the peak cost. And if I could get rid of them now and get something that I feel comfortable with going next year, then I'm all about doing that right now.
1: Dan, we already know that you disagree, but do you want to give some insight there?
0: Mm-hmm. See, I'm like a lion right now, just eyeing up his prey. And, you know, go, going back to like the, the fantasy fatigue, it's, I don't think it's fatigue. I'm just like eyeing up my target here. It's like steady instead of active like we normally are. And I just think, you know, I've displayed age discrimination sometimes with fantasy football players. And I just think those veterans now are going to be another year older. So those rookies, it's a young man's game. I am attracted by those rookie picks for next year because what are you going to do with these older veterans that are just losing a year if this season doesn't happen? Um, you know, I mean, as far as, you know, if a season, you no, know, looking at this year, I do want to compete now. So to, to, to that point, Mitch, I'm like a, a little wishy-washy on this. I, I don't want to like go hardcore into next year's rookie class when, you know, you need guys to win right now, but there is some appeal. I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm like that lion really just thinking about my next move right now. And those rookie picks may have a good benefit depending on how the se- how things go, but Could we get ahead of the curve is the big question. You know, how long do you wait for there to season? You know, could you be taking advantage of this time right now to be getting ahead and making a move, whether you want those rookie picks or you you don't? So
1: Now, I, I have two thoughts because we're talking about the 2021 rookie picks. Maybe there's an advantage, you know, maybe not veterans, but we start to look ahead to 2022. And maybe, you know, especially a lot of people right now, they're thinking 2022. It's so far away. And those picks, I they are devalued. So I think you, if you wanted to do a complete overhaul, you know, not talking about the strength of the class necessarily, but just the dynamic and the way everything's going right now with the uncertainty, maybe, maybe that's the way you go. But then let's look at it the other way. What if we have a shortened season? What if we see six weeks? And again, this is all very, again, what if? But it's all it's all speculation. But what if we have six weeks? the guys that really are going to benefit are the ones that have those veterans, right? The Julio Jones, the Keenan Allens, the you know maybe Le'Veon Bells, whoever. But I I think that's a situation where it really benefits you to have those veterans because if you're doing an all-play format and there are no playoffs, that's probably going to put you in the best possible situation here in 2020.
0: If you could somehow get the best of both worlds and have a competitive core to compete for however many weeks this season is – But then, you know, sneak a draft pick here or there for next year. You know, I'm thinking it's going to be a shortened collegiate season, Mitch, where, you know, maybe those championship games are played in the early spring. They recoup, they recover, they get ready for a combine, and they're into the draft. I do see your point, you know, hey, do they lose prep time? You know, how much of an overload is it? How is that managed? Um, You know, we have concerns about this year's rookies, even if it's going to be a regular full season. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I, th- I think there's value. And I guess I'm thinking a little more longer term too in Dynasty. You know, not looking at this as a, a one or two year plan, but getting those picks for next year more as a three, four, or five year plan.
2: And but while I, think- I, well, sorry, John, but while I agree with that, we love to say two years down the road, these picks are going to hit. But we know as soon as week one starts the NFL, all these values are going to flip and they're going to flip again week two. They'll flip again week three and flip again week four. So if I can, so let's say right now, 2021 first, you like your team pretty good, but you could trade that for Adam Thielen. Someone who probably only has a three-year window and that 2021 first is probably going to have higher value than him next May. I'm taking Thielen every single time in that deal.
1: What I think we've seen too, and Dan, you mentioned the two, three, four, five-year window. This situation more than anything should show not just dynasty owners, but everybody in general, that we can't project five years out. We can't project four years. out, And, you know, I don't, we can't even project three years out. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, especially with all this craziness going on. And I mean, it really is. It's, it's flipped the dynasty and fantasy game. I almost upside down, but hopefully we, we rate the ship here because if there is no season, I, I'm going to drive my wife nuts. I, she might be looking to, to move out on our own. I, I don't yeah. know.
0: And, and maybe there's a difference in, in players too, to this conversation of, you know, I agree with you on an Adam Thielen, Mitch, but you know, the Drew Brees, the Phillip rivers, I mean, they're on borrowed time right now. And if this season's shortened or there's the chance. You of should be trading it. a
2: 2021 first Ooh. for those guys. Anyways, <laughs> <though>. <laughs> true, true,
0: true. Maybe a combination deal here, you know, all depends on the scoring format.
1: Now there was there was a tweet, you know, good friend of the show, Ray Garvin, we've had him on a few times. Mm-hmm. He said that if he were a top end prospect and the season, you know, the, the big time college season got pushed to spring, he wouldn't play. No. And could, could you blame any of these top prospects? If you're a Trevor Lawrence, a Justin Fields, obviously we're talking about super flex primarily in our values, but could you blame them if they didn't play? I, from a business perspective, my. Boom. I don't, want, I don't want to curse with Dan on the, the show here, but my butt would no, be nowhere near that
0: field. It's a very difficult decision depending on how far that season goes. And, you know, if it is going to interfere with your chance to be a number one draft pick, that is a factor. So I, I think we got to get ready for that storyline.
1: And especially when, if you're cramming in two seasons in one calendar year like that, whether or not you're young and in great shape, one, there's a risk of being over overworked, I think, there in that short time. But then just getting acclimated with the offseason program, what happens to the NFL draft in that situation? And again, hopefully we just see these college schedules, these NCAA schedules play out and they play conference opponents and that's it. Because, you know, NCAA, they think magically if you only play conference opponents that these kids aren't going to be going out and you know, hang out in groups and getting sick. But whatever.
2: Here's something else I wanted to mention on that. It's not, no one's really bringing it up too much, but they should, because they brought it up last year. When they're top out Joe Burrow, they're talking, they brought it up. But the salary cap is going to go down next year, without a doubt. Without that many fans, the revenue isn't going to be there, so the salary cap is going to go down. So we saw Chuba go back for a senior season. We saw Travis Etienne go back for a senior season. Guess what's going to happen next year? A whole bunch of juniors that people are high on, they're not going to come out because that salary cap is going to go down. They'll stay for their senior year, get another you know, full season of collegiate sports in, and then they'll come out. Because, I mean, you've seen the numbers. Some say it's going to go down by 20 and 25%. I don't think it's going to be that drastic. But even if it doesn't go up, because you know that 2022 season is, I mean, that salary cap is going to go up by 10 or 15% at that point. So all of those juniors are going to stay in. Like, I just don't see unless they're going to be a top 10, top 15 draft pick. I don't see any of those guys coming out.
1: And then, did I see it correctly that the supplemental draft was just flat out canceled?
2: Flat out canceled.
1: So that eliminates one question that leagues have had. Well, that wasn't a
2: question in the first place. Well, I mean, it
1: was brought up, but I know Mitch, it was Mitch, Mitch, the dynasty commissioner wizard over there. That was just the CBA, the CBA, they weren't going to
2: allow people in just because the season was canceled. The CBA doesn't allow for that to happen.
1: All right. So we have one other thing we want to talk about. This this might be a very short topic of conversation, but it's something that somebody brought up and I thought it was very interesting. So we're talking about players potentially sitting out. There are some unique situations for players that could sit out. James Conner, Obviously, some previous health issues, compromised immune system, you have Matthew Stafford, whose wife, you know, she had the, the the brain mass. And, you know, obviously, that's something to keep in mind. Is there any thought there? Or is it just kind of, you know, if these guys are on my roster, you know, I, I'm not really concerning myself with that, Dan.
0: There was a lot of thought, even as you know we drafted in the Scott Fishbowl. You know, my focus really is on having depth, having balance, having certain backups. Uh, you know, you give good examples as they are the scenarios I think we are going to be looking at a month from now. Um, you know, I don't think specifically Connor or Stafford. Connor, I'm going to say no just because I happen to hear him on a podcast. Uh, pretty much proclaimed that he's pretty confident in the medical team in the Steelers organization and he's ready to go. I mean, he, he's, he's playing. So I don't think that's going to surface, you know, Mitch, you might be able to speak better to Matthew Stafford. I, I think his wife is healthy. God bless mm-hmm. her from, from, from what I hear. So it sounds like his family situation at this time is stable, but you know, the Stafford family might be a little bit more of a dynamic where they may be having, you know, more serious conversations of, of when the time comes and my understanding is the NFL next has to, you know they have to agree on all these safety measures, the union and the players. And once they do on that, then they got to go through the money part, like Major League Baseball did, and hopefully agree there. And then I think you're going to see it coming out like it is in Major League Baseball now, where some players be like, I don't know if I'm playing or I'm not playing. And then we're going to be looking at our roster, saying, "Oh crap, I all of a sudden don't have a guy that I was really relying on. How does that affect me? How do I fix that? You know, is that someone's who's rebuilding is willing to trade for?" There's right. going to be a lot of decisions.
1: And, you know, these players, their top priorities, it needs to be, does Dan LaMagna have me on his roster and how can I help him? That should be their top priority.
0: They should be calling first, at least just, just as a courtesy. I mean, McCole Hardman did retweet me the other day, you know, proclaiming that he's going to have a monster fantasy football season for me. So I appreciated that, McCole. If you're listening to Dynasty Theory Podcast tonight, You know, you're the man, Uh, but Mitch, John, uh, I think John has something there. You know, they should be communicating with. That
2: was a really good point that John brought up about Stafford and his wife, though, because one thing we don't know is there's 4,500 players in the NFL. We don't know what their home life is. They could have kids with autoimmune diseases. They themselves could have a sickle cell trait. You know what I mean? Like that stuff is real and that stuff is out there and those guys might not uh, be able to play.
1: We, we take part in a lot of tight end premium leagues and Scott Fishbowl, even though I already told you guys, I'm taking it down this year. You can see it right there, but Mark Andrews, he has diabetes, right? Mm-hmm. Like well, these are all people that are high risk in situations like this.
2: AJ Brown came out and said his family's first, if it's right. family or football. And that's how it should be. I will never say one thing against someone. If they're like, you know what? I can't play this year because of my family. I'm like, all right, good for you, man. Like I'll never right. hold that against somebody. Although we know there's going to be a whole bunch of people on Twitter that do.
1: Well, again, our fantasy football teams need to go above their, their families and careers. Everybody needs to realize that. And I hope, obviously, if you're watching, you can see my, my movements here, but I hope that my sarcasm is oozing over the podcast feed there. So that was not a a serious comment by any means. One interesting thing that I saw earlier today. So Ross Tucker had coach Franklin on his show. Was it yesterday? I believe. And One thing that coach Franklin out there at Penn state said was that you can't have a practice with all of your coaches out there together because let's say one of them sick, boom, your whole coaching staff is wiped out. So we talk about the running back room and the quarterback room, but I think it's really interesting when you bring in the coaches in, because we haven't really thought about that. I haven't. And you know, are you, are you going to mesh, especially these coaches, uh, giants, Panthers, you know, Ron Rivera out there in Washington, but you know, they have to get those staffs together and especially Joe judge in New York and uh, uh, you know, uh, Matt roll. And then Joe Brady going there to Carolina. There's mm-hmm. lack of preparation because you're not there together as, as an entire coaching staff. So I thought that was a very interesting uh, comment that, that was made on on Ross Tucker's show.
0: That is a strong one. And I like to even add to that, John, and I, I don't think a lot of people are thinking how complicated and hard this planning process is. You know, everybody wants to say, you know, the NFL has had this long. I know Ross Tucker always jokes, you know, everyone just wants to bash the NFL all the time, but between safety liability and just all the uncertainty, I mean, we're talking about how uncertain it is just for fantasy football. I mean, if I'm an owner and a coach, what does this look like? We've heard a few conversations where I said, what about the quarterback room? You know? So if, One quarterback has COVID. Do you have no quarterbacks? I think that they are going to have strategic plans in place to make sure social distancing measures or practicing in separate groups. or They have to have that in place because you, how do you win and survive in the NFL and how will a season go on if you don't have the proper depth and proper procedures in place? But if you think that's easy, it's far from it. And then you're cutting preseason now too. So, you know, people want to say you want to cut out the preseason, but I cannot imagine how you can't have at least two preseason games home and a road to walk through every little thing. I mean, having coached in the past, we walk through every single thing. I mean, there are meetings about what the hotel stay is going to be like and what we're eating and the meals, and like every little thing is planned out, and there's nothing more competitive than the National Football League. So there's, there's so much that goes behind it.
2: Yeah, if
1: there's no preseason and if these – entire coaching staffs can't get together and everything's just being done by zoom or, or teams or whatever it is. How sloppy are those first few weeks going to look? Because they could look pretty sloppy.
2: Oh, they will. Yep. It's yeah. going to be like
1: every Thursday night game that we we bash. That's what it's going to be like for a few weeks.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The referees. I mean, are they just going to stay in everyone's home stadium? They're just going to be their home referees for this year. Are they going to, cause I highly doubt they're going to move them around to each game. Maybe
0: we stay in division. Travel, right? Yeah. So, go ahead. Think. Think about how much we kind of have the league mapped out, and we think we know who the strong coaches and owners are. How much you want to bet it separates itself even more this year? How well a team is coached and managed when things don't go right? Like, I think you're going to see, you know, with these rookies that have to be ready. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're going to see the teams that have it together and those that don't.
1: Yeah, we've never seen a, a season like this. So it's definitely something to keep our eyes on. And then I know that, you know, last thing I want to say on they Twitter. Them, oh, yeah. um, On Twitter, we've seen all the jokes like, oh, the Patriots, they're going to fix the, the tests and the temperatures and all that. What happens if, let's just say, Patrick Mahomes tests positive? Do we think we're ever going to see a,
2: oh, no, that it came
1: back negative. Now yeah, he's fine. Like, I just, uh, I I think there are people, I'm not saying the chiefs, you know, obviously I was just picking a high end example, but there's some sketchiness going on there within the NFL. So
2: I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll happen. But the only good thing that the NFL has going for them, MLB and the NBA will be starting up at least six weeks before they do. Right. So although the training camps are all supposed to start on the 20th of July, I they push it off for a couple of weeks for the NFL, but the MLB and NBA will be having games by that point. And so I think that's the one thing that the NFL has to get a step above. They get to see where all of these other leagues are going to fail mm-hmm. and then they can go in and attack it. Because one issue that's happening right now is people are testing positive. Um, I can't remember the golfer's name, but there's a golfer that happened to it. And then Jimmy Johnson, they had the positive test Every single test since then has been negative, but they still have to go through the quarantine mm-hmm. because they tested positive the first time. And so the NFL having, you know, the extra six weeks that those other leagues do to figure out those little, whatever you want to call them, irregularities. See, I can't even talk. But <laughs> um, and, 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 you're, and you're not even intoxicated right now. I know. I can tell. No, I normally can't speak. We all know this. But that's just one thing that the NFL will have going for it is, you know, every other league is gonna have to test it and then the NFL will figure it out after that.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was good for the you know, more certainty that there will be a season that we have these other leagues coming out and being the first few to lead the charge. And like you said, they can kind of see what they they mess up on and where they can make improvements. But again, it's just me. I, I think it's just me trying not to be too overly optimistic because if I get all hyped up and there's no season, I'll just be in hibernation for the rest of the, the year.
2: I'm telling you, we'll turn this into a league of legends podcast. It'll work out great. Everyone will. I don't, even know what, will what that, I don't even know what that is. It'll be amazing.
1: All right. Well, uh, before Mitch continues with all this nonsense, it's time for Dan's favorite segment.
2: Final thoughts.
1: All right, Dan, This has been a very unique show for us, but I I think there was some good information and obviously a lot of speculation. But give our listeners a final thought for tonight.
0: Final thought for the listeners. Hey, hopefully they had a lot of takeaways tonight. And then I think they could tell that there is just so much uncertainty, but I think we at least provided some strategies where you could just kind of map things out and, and try to stay active, not let that fantasy fatigue get you. But the final thought is Mr. Jerry Jones, if you are listening. We have until Wednesday at noon to sign this long-term contract with Dak Prescott. He always says deadlines make deals. And as you said, JB, they should be contacting us about our fantasy players. I have a lot of shares in Dak, and I would appreciate Jerry's assistance here. So that is my final thought for tonight.
1: Mitch, I was very close for that to be the first time that I ever used the mute button on one of you two. But Mitch, what's your final thought?
2: I had one, but now I'm going to change mine. So final thought is how bad did the Cowboys screw this up. Now they could have had Dak at $30 million. And now if they sign him, it's going to be close to 40, but homes got that 45 million a year. You know, Dak's going to be close to that. That is how bad that franchise handled it. And what do we call that?
0: Dysfunction. Dysfunction. All right. Well, um, w- w- I'm feeling it too. It's like my lease deal guys. Three years ago I had this great lease deal. Now the prices are up. I, I tried to get out of it early in May. I waited too long to the end of the month. I lost that great deal in May and now here we are in July and it's like a Dak Prescott contract. It's ridiculous. So there a lesson there for your, for our listeners, for their leases and for their quarterback signings, hop on and strike when the irons are hot.
1: And my final thought, I rarely have one, but tonight, uh, because Mitch, you and I have talked about it, but our 2020 projections, We are definitely going to be putting out a revised projection here. One, our New England Patriots just, it was like a week after they signed Cam Newton. I'm like, oh my goodness. All right. So those will be revised and we'll be spitting those out. Um, We've had several people reach out, whether it's Twitter, league chats, YouTube. So if you have any interest in those, it's pinned on my Twitter, the preliminary projections, but then we'll be spitting out the final projections as well. As always, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Dynasty Theory FF. Stay safe, be kind to each other, and have a great night.